Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. (laughs) This is Ex-Virgin, and I'm your host, Carter Cruz, here to explore the world of sex and relationships in a unique way. I promise to make you laugh and share all the best tips. Headphones in. Because this is about to get wild. This episode is sponsored by Woo More Play. I love how we're matching. I know, we are matching. (laughs) (laughs) Also, this shirt is so good. I like, just, I, Nat was trying to figure out what this brand was. Everyone messages me and I'm like, I use a third party provider who, they don't even tell me because they think I'm going to go probably behind their back and, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah I no it's so good i wear it all the time yeah well welcome to mm-hmm. x virgin this is my guest today callie rock who i'm really excited to have she is the owner of a brand called sorry dad which obviously big vibes for me <laughs> and we're actually you can't see right now but we are wearing matching shirts because <laughs> we both decided to wear her merch today yep. And she's also an artist, and that's where your brand came out of. Mm-hmm. And you paint nudes. I do. <laughs> both your own and other people's. Yes, you're wearing one of me. Yeah. Oh, this is you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, was, Pre-mullet. Was the man there in the photo? No. Oh. <laughs> I took it in my friend's store when no one was in there, and then I uh, just drew the man in. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, his head should be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's where they belong. Yeah. <laughs> you live there. Down by the crotch. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, amazing. Well, I love the brand. I love everything. I mean, I'm always reposting your little and you do such a good job of curating not just your own content which is what I love because you're obviously posting your art your own merch but then you're also posting like you do a good job of like just curating content from like other people's tweets and that's one of my favorite parts about like following you it's always top of my feed and I'm always like scroll through and I'm like sometimes there's ones that I'm like oh yeah like I really relate to that but I'm not going to repost it because someone's going to get mad. <laughs> exactly. I don't even repost them on my own personal story because all my friends say, since I don't really like talk about my personal life online, they look at the Sorry Dad tweets to see what the fuck is going on with me. <laughs> and so I never tell people my like my shit too. Well, that's what I was kind of interested about because, you know, although we have a lot of mutual friends, like mm-hmm. you and I have never really had like a full ass conversation. No. I don't think like maybe once drunk at like a party yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think we've ever really had a sit down. So I wanted to know more about like just starting off, like how did you get, like what inspired you to start doing this like whole thing 
of like painting nudes of like, I mean, first of all, how you got into art. Like I just tell me a little bit because I really all I know, I know so much about your brand and I know you're a lovely human, but I, just, <laughs> I don't know too much about you personally. Yeah. Uh, well, I started painting when I was three. Three? Yeah. Okay, Savant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wish I was formally trained because I'm kind of like, I just second guess myself all the time. But after college, I just did like corporate life for a decade and I didn't touch a canvas for a decade. So from like 18 to 28, I didn't paint anything. What kind of corporate? Like I, I did a few startups and a, some bigger companies, mostly like marketing, like marketing and sales, yeah. stuff like that. And then right before the pandemic, I, I was about to turn 30 and I was like, I was like so complacent in my job. I had just started painting again like a year prior to this. And like I was complacent in my art, complacent in my job. And I like called my mom one morning and I was like, I'm not going to work today. Like I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and I think it was like, you know, when you start to turn 30 or you're about to turn 30, like, I mean, for me, mortality starts to like, oh, I'm not, I'm not that young anymore, yeah. <laughs> even though it's so young. But you're suddenly aware of your mortality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you're like, not oh. that you're old. It's that you're aware of it. Yeah, it's in like your 20s. Passes. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, whoa, where did that decade go? But I quit my job and I was like, I'm going to paint full time. I had no idea what was what was going to happen. And then I realized how like physically taxing painting can do, especially as like a large scale. And if it's my only job. So I was like, I'm going to get an iPad and I'm going to. I just I'm going to make art on the couch or when I'm traveling, like just always be creating and I don't have to like sit at this canvas and like do the whole thing. And that's when the line drawing started coming about. And like I was just experimenting and I, I was started posting all this stuff on my personal Instagram and my feed just started to look like, is she a painter? Is she doodle? Like what is going on here? Right. So I, I made the second Instagram and I named it Sorry Dad because I was yeah, out. Why is that? <laughs> Like, is that okay to ask? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it actually has nothing to do with my dad, although there is so much that connects to my dad as it's unfolded. But I was out drinking with my friend and his dad and like some other friends. We were all just kind of shooting the shit at Waterfront. And my friend goes, show my dad your like line art. And I, I like turned the phone to him and I was like, it was like one of these. Yeah. And, I, and I was like, sorry, dad. And then I was like, Wait, that's a Holy perfect shit. name. I, I bought the domain on the spot, the Instagram on the spot, everything. And I'm I was impressed like, that it was not gone. Me too. And I, <laughs> I also trademarked it before I even did anything with it. Because yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't trademarked either. Right. So I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with this, but I have it, you know? So yeah, yeah. I'm going to... And I just curated the feed and then the tweet started rolling in. And, and then during COVID, I was living with my friend for three weeks because we thought it was only going to be three weeks. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and you know, she would send me her nudes and I would paint them on my iPad just for fun. And I would post them and I'd be like, does anyone else want one of these? And I was charging like $5 right. at the time. <laughs> and I got like flood, like hundreds of people. And I was like, this is a business model. Right, right. And now I charge one thirty-five, but I still consistently get orders. And that's, I mean, that's a, that's a solid amount to yeah. get your nude painted. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like very reasonable. Yeah. You could be charging like $1,000 probably. If I, did, but if I did it on a canvas, it would be $1,000. Right, right, But yeah, the iPad, the iPad doesn't take me as long. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's... I know. I still. I I need to. I need to get you to do a nude of me. Some of my friends just send me their nudes, like not explicitly asking for me to paint it, but just so I have. If you have, well, it's in extra time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Or like sometimes I'll do line work of them, just you know, for the art. 
I have a, I have a nude. My friend does like similar art. I mean, she's a musician, so that's not her main thing, but it's just like one of her little side hobbies. But I actually have a nude of her that she painted in my house. That's her in a bathtub. I love so. that. <laughs> I love that. I know. I walked into my friend Kiana's apartment. Well, not the other day when I met her. And there's just this, it's like the size of that TV, maybe even bigger of just her ass. And I was like, this is, and it's black and white. I was like, we are one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you got to have nudes of yourself. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like, why not? Wait, that's so cool. Okay. Cause yeah, I was wondering, I was like, oh, is this like a specific, like, fuck you to your dad? Or was that like, that's what I was like, wait, yeah. maybe I should ask you that before we started. I think <laughs> the trolling of my dad started when I started to like lean into to it. Cause like, I think the brand started out of spite a little bit. Like the captions and the stuff I was posting was very like, because of toxic relationships I was going through. Like, that's what I was inspired by. Now there's more of, like, a self-love angle and, like, a, you know, I don't know. It's, I think there's a very, like, pro, like, women supporting women. Like, yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff that you post, I mean, I feel like it's just so, it's, like, women yeah. are beautiful and the tweets you post are, like, girls just, yeah. like, you know, kind of, like, idolizing other women. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's totally. a really good vibe, you yeah. know? I mean, there's always, like, a little bit of, like, that sad girl, like, yeah. fuck you vibe in there, which is what makes it edgy and cool. Yeah. I want to hit everyone, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, no, I, no, that's why I always scroll through every... Yeah. I'm like, I gotta see all the tweets. Yeah. There's, a sad, <laughs> there, there's a one for the sad bitch in there, probably. Yeah. <laughs> one time I posted one that was, like... Like, I try to be really inclusive, although it's, like, heavily female empowerment. But, like, you know, I love the boys, too. It's 75% women following, so I tailor it to that, but... One time I posted a tweet that was like, all men lie, just pick the one that makes you giggle. Yeah. And obviously that's so cute and funny and like even men yeah. would laugh at it. I got It got reported for hate speech against men. Oh my God. I was like, I mean, you know, my profile has been taken down three times, but like I got some haters in there somewhere. I don't know how, but. They're, they're always somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it was also if you end up on the Explore page, which is like what you want to end up on. Yeah. Because you're getting shown to people who might like your content. Yeah. That's also where you're going to, like, get those people who are going to be like, how dare yeah. they? How dare I, just, I just got notified that they will no longer show my content to people that aren't following me. I don't know. Did you get that I, one, I too? I have that, I too. think I saw Yeah, because I think we talked about this. Yeah. And mine was because, one, I had posted a... I was wearing a thong, like a, a frilly thong, too. Yeah. So not even G-string. Yeah. <laughs> and it was also from the side. And I'm, like, I'm holding my boobs. So... You see a tiny bit of side boob and a little bit of side ass. That's it. That was the first one who got reported. And I'm very, very careful with my Instagram. Yeah. And I don't, like, post anything too crazy. Because, like, I know some girls is, like, that's, like, what they're mainly promoting is their, like, their OnlyFans and stuff. So mm -hmm. they are obviously going to get reported more, even if they're being careful. But mine is so Same. PG. Same. And it was that one. And then another one was a girl who was promoting her OnlyFans who was, like, was one of my first friends in the business hadn't talked to her in forever and this post actually reconnected us but she found one of my songs on Spotify and so she was like wait this is so cool I think she was like looking for like a song to post on her story to promote her OnlyFans and she was like wait I know that girl and so she put the song on it and put a cute little caption with it and I mean it was her in a bikini I think she had no top on but she's fully covering her tits like you can see them and I just reposted you know and it was like and I'm like, okay, first of all, this isn't my OnlyFans. It didn't link directly to it. And she's fully clothed. I mean, you know, covering everything. Yeah, yeah. But And it was like a nice comment about my music. And I was like, okay, well, obviously I'm going to repost that. And, and like, that was the thing of like, oh, yeah. oh, you're not getting shown to anybody. And I'm like, in years and years and years, I haven't broken any of your rules. And this isn't even breaking your rule. Same. I'm so careful. And 
you know, I see companies like, I mean, more power to the companies that get away with it, like Playboy and stuff like that. Like they post full frontal, no censorship. And I'm like, I mean, I support it, you know, so, but like you can't have that existing and then also stepping on all of us. You know right, what I mean? Exactly. A hundred percent. Or I've seen girls that are like, and I always go back and forth because like while I support them being like free the nipple, like I know some girls that are like musicians, like DJs and they have very small titties yeah. and Same. they always, you know, <laughs> and I'm, a, I'm, I love that. That's mm-hmm. my favorite shit. But like, yeah. you know, they wear a top that's completely sheer and they post a video of them DJing and it's fine. But then like, mine's side boob and suddenly I'm in trouble yeah you know and I'm like that doesn't really make sense and they're like oh free the nipple and I'm like well it's so cute that you can do that, that. you can free it yeah because yeah, yeah. like you're not flagged for being a sex worker yeah you know or like even though you're not a sex worker like you are adjacent to that yeah, like yeah, yeah. you do post like a lot of things that are like sex worker like supportive and like which also by the way I appreciate because <laughs> <laughs> I mean Big supporter. <laughs> but I feel like, well, you know, it's like a lot of people, it's like if you want to, it's okay to like, you know, be in that culture a little bit, but it's, you know, I feel like if you're going to participate, then you need to also like be vocal. You have to, you have to face the stigma yourself too. Yeah. You know, if you always take yourself back a little bit mm-hmm. and go, I'm not part of that. Yeah. Like I can remove myself at any time. Then like, are you really freeing the nipple or are you just proving that like a pretty white girl with no stigma can get away with it yeah right you know exactly. it's like mm, that wouldn't happen for everybody else yeah yeah I remember when sorry dad had an OnlyFans for a little and it was more just like uncensored content content of me and I remember I was like teasing it for a while and my dad has no idea what's going on <laughs> and he called me like the day I was launching it and he was like are you are you getting into porn and I was like I mean he was he didn't have a smile on his face but <laughs> I was like no dad but if I did, what, like, hey, what I don't would know. you say? I think right? my parents are have freely let go of the fact that, like, I believe like nothing matters, and you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want or express yourself in whatever form you want. And yeah, are you close to your dad? Yeah, yeah. Okay, like, so you, yeah, so you had, so you had a good relationship with your parents growing up. I'm, I, as I'm learning about attachment styles, Great. I'm realizing <laughs> maybe my relationship with my dad was not the best. He did the best he could with what he had at the time, but I was closer with my mom. Right. He was like emotionally absent, physically always at work, you know, like dad things and that generation. So does that mean you have a avoidant? Anxious. Oh, me. anxious. Okay, because yeah. I saw a little prior to our conversation, yeah. I like looked up because I was like, damn, I don't even know about this stuff. Mm. And I'd said like the how your your attachment style as a child and what that means for you as an adult. Yeah. And like of course, like maybe anxious goes to a little bit anxious, but there's like a, it was interesting to see that what you have as a child isn't exactly what you have as an adult, but it's definitely like influenced by that. Yeah. I, as I'm learning about all of them, like at first I'm like, I am a hundred percent anxiously attached, but as I'm learning about me and currently seeing myself in a situation, I'm learning, I'm disorganized attachment style, which right. is a little bit of both. A little bit I, of both. I have right. avoidant tendency, you know, right. we're all just trying to like, survive you know <laughs> <laughs> no honestly I feel like that one makes most sense yeah I mean I'm lucky I feel like I I'm very like secure yeah. in my but I've also like most people I've dated do not have secure so yeah yeah, yeah. they say so, I saw this thing that was like 50% of the population is secure and I was like bullshit yeah no way. I was like what 50% oh, I guess you know well, 50 I guess is kind of low I guess 50 makes sense because it's like I don't know actually no it doesn't make sense I would say I would guess 
Because think about it, like, okay, you have, like, parents that divorced. Not that that necessarily means that you can't be secure, mm-hmm. but that's probably going to add some kind of level to it, right? Yeah. So if you have 50% of, like, people getting divorced, that's going to add something. Mm-hmm. And then even the people who stay together, you have those people that are, like, they stay together because they fucking Cause they have to. Because they have to. Yeah. Till college. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I feel like uh, you would think it would be more like 30%, yeah. you know? And I know I'm, like, so lucky, which is crazy because I always feel I like to fuck with my dad too but yeah, yeah. which is like it's fucked up because he didn't do anything yeah yeah, yeah. same with mine I'm like oh, I had this therapist once and I fired her she was really shady but like she probably will never see that well honestly I hope she does but she was like I think trying to give like convince myself I had more daddy issues than I did like right. she, one of the exercises she made me write a letter to my dad about all the things I like am mad at him about right and I'm like pretty sure I'm making up some of the, these things like right because then when you kind of like think it all the way through you're like but he provided like crazy he was doing so many more things I'm the same age as he was when he had me right. and like I can't imagine having the weight of what he did a child right and like he was in medical school and like all this stuff and like I gotta shut up and like be grateful for like he and also like generational stuff like emotionally his parents passed down some shit you know and he didn't unlearn it and you know it's we do the best we can right you know, no 100 like, i don't and think I, I was being abused but right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no no 100 and we were talking about this in my room the other day about like you know you have a dad who's like a billionaire dad and it's like okay well he's not around all the time yeah you know because you're like oh like well i would feel bad i wasn't around for my kids even if i had all this money it's like what my roommates were saying yeah, you're like yeah. they don't really want kids like, well, because I want to make money. And I'm like, well, then that means you can, like, have kids once you have the money. And they're like, but then I'm never going to be around. I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, I remember my dad wasn't, like, I mean, we didn't grow up rich. I certainly wasn't a billionaire. I didn't have not, I did not have a trust fund. Mm-hmm. But I did grow up, like, you know, like, he was working very heavily. And when I was a kid, I remember my dad, he would be gone to work before I'd get up. Five o'clock in the morning, he's gone. He'd get home at 11 o'clock at night. We're kids. We weren't really, like, around. Mm-hmm. But on Saturdays, that was our dad daddy daughter day yeah you know and he would take us to breakfast and stuff like that and it was a big deal and it was really exciting so it was like it it wasn't like he was always around yeah of course because how could you be yeah, like yeah. my mom was the stay-at-home mom like he was the provider he wasn't always there but he did always he was interested in what we were doing as i feel like probably that's like when you yeah. maybe know no i don't I, he never I, came to a dance competition no i never came <laughs> what kind of dance did you do i did a little bit of everything but mostly like hip-hop contemporary like that okay yeah. okay yeah. i did a little bit of that in high school yeah <laughs> yeah I, I quit competing after high school but you, i did i did it a little bit in a company in new york in my 20s but dance is so like sexual right yeah like, I, got, I, mean, <laughs> I had a solo once uh, i think it was my one of the years of high school i forget but it was some cover of personal jesus i think it was like marilyn manson yeah i don't know but the judges were right i was too young to be having choreography like this to a song like this and i got dock points for being like too, too slutty, I guess slutty. Oh slutty could have been the word, but I think <laughs> it was right. just like well, so they wouldn't have said it then. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I wore this like see-through black long leotard, and I, it was to personal like that song is like I don't right. know. I, I I was just following the lead, you know. I didn't make it up. Wait, that's it. I I did like some um, like beauty content, you know, like yeah. that kind of stuff when I was a kid, and I remember my mom was, which is so funny if you think about it now. Like when I did those. I would always get like first or second runner up 
because I was so shy, which is crazy. Like thinking about how I am now as a yeah. person, as a little kid, I will be, I was so shy. So I could get up on stage then I could, but I would just be like, you know, I wouldn't show my whole personality. And, uh, but my mom like kind of took me out of those because of like the whole like John Bonet Ramsey thing. And oh, like, cause I yeah. was around the time that I was young yep. and it was like, oh wow, like perverts are watching these girls. Like, yeah. and I remember like being in those competitions and like, the girls would be like so made up yeah. and everything, which that part is a little weird. But like when you're dancing, I mean, it's self-expression. And I know that when I was a kid and this is kind of problematic, but it's like I was four. So like, don't be mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> but Pocahontas was my favorite, my favorite Disney princess. Right. Mm-hmm. I do have a lot of, you know, and I'm not trying to claim that heritage. OK, <laughs> I'm very white. <laughs> I'm Native American. Like yeah. I do have a lot of that heritage in my family tree, though. And my dad did our whole genealogy. So he learned about that. Yeah. So I mean, but that was after this. I just like loved the movie. And then I, I was like, oh, it's so cool. Like actually do have a lot of this heritage. But my mom caught me when I was like three or four years old. We had this little baby pool in our backyard. Mm-hmm. And I had taken my bathing suit and you know how she has like the the below the shoulder. Yeah. And I had him pulled down and I was like posing like point. And my mom was like, don't ever do that in public. (laughs) Like people are going to think something bad happened to you. And, you know, and it's interesting because my parents never really shamed me about sexuality or anything like that. But it's not that they were shaming me. It's that. Sometimes, you know, children express that sexuality in a way that's like, you're like, okay, something's like wrong, right? Yeah. But that was just truly the most innocent. It was based off a Disney princess. I wanted to look pretty. Mm -hmm. I wanted to feel... Like a princess. Right, exactly, that way. And um, But it's interesting how that stuff gets like turned into this like sexual, like suddenly, you know, and my mom was just terrified because we were homeschooled and she was like, if people see you doing that, they're going to think that like we're doing something bad yeah. to you you know and it was so innocent in my mind in my in my head i'm like if men didn't exist none of that would be a problem yes. <laughs> truly like i was watching speech <laughs> <laughs> i know like obviously i love men and unfortunately i love men you know yeah. like it's clearly unfortunately, not a, clearly it's not a choice but i was walking home last night and the sun's setting earlier now and it was getting dark and i was just like walking by these women and i'm like i'm not scared of any of you But I watch a lot of dance like online and stuff. And I see the younger generation, you know, doing the same stuff we did in the same outfits, the same choreography, same movement, like very impressive. And as a normal human being, woman who like does not like children like that, you know, it's it's, it's really cool athleticism to watch. Right. But then you think you just know people take this shit and they make it wrong. They you know? make it like wrong. Right, right, right. And make exactly. It wrong. Like, exactly. No, 100%. Yeah, like they are truly just expressing themselves. And especially at that really young age, they don't know that this is a sex. It's not a sexual thing. Like on stage, you know, it's athleticism. It's like charisma. It's expression. But, you know. I mean, same thing with your art, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like when we look at nudity, like female nudity, we've decided that like, you know, uh, like a female breast, right, is sexual. And that's not a sexual thing. I mean, men and women both have it. And it is intended. The reason why women have breasts is to feed future generations. It's to literally create life. And we've decided that that is sexual. It's wrong. But it's like it's not. You know, and it's why is that? It's because men decided that they found breasts to be titillating. 
And so now we all have to exist in the world where breasts are sex organs, even though they're absolutely not. <laughs> Literally the only intention for them yeah. is to feed babies, which is like the least sexual thing. Yeah. <laughs> even, yeah, growing up in the society like this, even me when I was younger, I was like, oh, I can't look at boobs. Like, right. And I'm like, nudity is not sexual. It's just natural existence of human beings. Like, I think there should just be more nudity and non-sexual experience just to normalize the existence normalize of it. bodies, you know? And my, like, my friend group obviously is very open-minded yeah, yeah. about all that. And we're always just like, people are always just topless. Same, I had a, yeah. at our like housewarming party this weekend, I had, I did not ask her gender. So I hope I'm not getting this wrong. She did not specify, <laughs> but she told me that she was like, I'm not comfortable wearing a, you know, a bathing suit top, you know? And she was like, kind of, is it cool if I just, you know, she was a new friend, like a friend of a friend and said like, Hey, do, is it cool if I just don't wear a top here? And I was like, you can do whatever you want yeah. here. Like, you know, like whatever makes you feel comfortable. And she was like, I just don't want to make anyone else feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no one's going to be uncomfortable here. Mm -hmm. But I just thought that's so crazy that you have to like ask, like, is it okay? You know, and I'm like, of yeah. course here. But I know because even I get the same way. Sometimes I get weirdly modest. And it's not because I'm particularly modest. It's because I grew up in the South and mm -hmm. we're taught that we're supposed to cover ourselves. Mm -hmm. And same. so suddenly I'm putting things on and going, oh, like I'm, oh, I'm so sorry in front of my friends and yeah. stuff. And I'm like, who cares? It's just, it's just titties. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I went to Montreal like a week or two ago and I, I go to the gym here in my like gym pants and a little bra top and like everyone else does. Fairly covered compared to a lot of people. And I wear the same exact outfit in Montreal or like a little conservative uh, city just outside of Montreal. My sister lives out there. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the woman who ran the gym, she didn't speak English and I didn't speak French. So we were kind of just like, we were, she was very nice. But yeah. I went into the locker room and I put my outfit on and I come out on the treadmill. She comes up to me and she asked someone else to tell her how to tell me to put a shirt on. And I was just like, I forget I live in this like bubble of mostly... Not liberal, but not conservative. Open-minded. Open-minded. Yeah. Like progressive. Progressive, accepting, types, whatever. Yeah. And I realize a lot of places aren't like that, especially in this country. So I'm, well, that was in Canada, but yeah. still like <laughs> it was. Yeah, I thought Canada would be better about yeah. that. But the rest of the time, like obviously I was going to finish my workout. She's like, you're fine today. But like if you come back, like put a shirt on it. And I was just, I, the whole time I was just like, oh my God, everyone that walks in is going to like think I'm this like, and I'm like, no. Right. I don't understand. And yeah. it, it's hard to decide because on one hand, you want to fight the man, right? Mm -hmm. You want to say like, fuck you. Like, there's something wrong with me being like this. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you don't really want to be looked at. I like, pick my battles. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. So sometimes, yeah, that's why That's why sometimes I'll be like, I'll be going to place yeah. and I'll turn this shirt inside out. Yeah. <laughs> forgot, I know. I forgot when it was with my friend's kid. I did not think about that. Yeah. But like, so occasionally I'll be in like a certain city. Mm -hmm. and But I will say sometimes when I've gone and I've worn some of my more like kind of like aggressive type stuff like in southern cities where I'm DJing and something and I go out to brunch by myself before my flight. 
I've always been really amazed by how many like older women come up to me and I, I see them looking at me and I'm like, oh, no, I shouldn't have worn this. This? This or oh, other things. Other yeah, 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 just this. Anything that's oh, like a little same. bit like yeah. edgy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not anything that's super aggressive. It's, you know, like this is like it's yeah. not aggressive. No. It's just it's this that and people come up to you and like I'll see old women looking at me and I'm like, oh, no, like I've upset them. And they're like talking yeah. and they're looking at me. And then I get up to leave yeah. and they're like, we love that. You know, and what I'm a like, relief. right. And you think about it, you're like, well, they're just like us. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, a lot of them, I mean, some of them may have like subscribed to the patriarchy and decided that that's wrong. Yeah. But a lot of them are just thinking like, well, I'm naked in front of my yeah. girlfriends. And they like that kind of like, they love to see like the younger generation kind yeah. of like pushing those boundaries. They're you inspired know? by, like, just like, I mean, I'm not that old yet, but even me inspired by the work of the younger generations. Right. I think when older women see me wear this stuff, they. Yeah. but I, I did see some stories of like girls getting reprimanded or having to change on airlines for wearing like corse, corsets or just like not even that revealing of stuff. And that's why I'm always scared to wear this because I'm like, I've, I've worn this on a lot of planes. That's what, my, other, that's what my friend Koki said. He was like, I wear my sweatshirt all the time. I was like, okay, maybe I'll try it. You know, I've done it. It's crazy. I've never had anything. And usually it's, all positive. I've never had one negative comment for any yeah. of the like. I mean, I have certain things I would never wear on a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just for and comfort. Then, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I don't want to deal with that. This is my job is to fly. Yeah. I don't want to like get in trouble. I don't want to miss my show because yeah. I was wearing something. But you know, where's to me something like this? I don't even think about it. Yeah. You know, I just throw it on because what is this? The outline of a woman's nude body. Yeah. It's not graphic. It doesn't. It's not some close up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if this is problematic to people to see, it's not even really a nude body. It's the idea mm-hmm. of a nude woman's body. Mm-hmm. And if we if decide we that that's problematic, just thinking about a woman being nude. Oh, my God. We got so much work to do. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, we got to fix this. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I, I used to plast like every couple weeks I'd repost the, this drawing on Instagram. Just when if new people come to the page, I want to know like this is like the face of the brand. Oh, right. But at one point I started, I made the girl on girl one and the curly haired girl one. And inst- Yeah, no, I love that. It was so inclusive. I, I really, I like that. I think you did like a little slider. Yeah, and yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so cute because it was like, you know, it's like that was, this is your experience. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, okay, this is a popular thing. Yeah. I want to make sure everyone can feel included in this. Yeah. And I really, really liked that. I'm still working on more <laughs> versions. I've gotten a lot of requests for different versions. Yeah. But <laughs> my, my issue is when I dropped the curly girl one, Instagram... Not only it was up for like six hours, so it must have been reported, but they took it down. They reprimanded me. And then all of a sudden they took down they started to take down like a lot of posts that week. And I was like, oh, they're going to take down my page. So now I'm like so nervous to post. I haven't posted this just the image. Like I posted the merch, but not the image. And I'm like, how is this so offensive? To people, but I think once you get in the Instagram trap, because well, it it's, just... I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, even when I started the Instagram for this podcast, mm-hmm. it was just X Virgin Podcast. Yeah. Because I had nothing on it. It was just that. And I got deleted instantly. Because it said virgin? Yes. 
But isn't that, <laughs> isn't virgin what they want? Isn't that like <laughs> instantly? And um, but I got a guy for you, by the way. If you ever ever what do you mean, had a, any like issues, a boyfriend? Oh, um, okay. No, no. <laughs> I was like, okay, sure. no, 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 no. Um, someone who will help you. Okay. He is a he is a champion for, for the, the degenerates and sex workers and everybody, and he has connections there. Okay. So oh, thank don't want to put him too much on blast. Yeah. But um, don't say his name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some, I've had a few people who have like had connects, and then people got fired, and there was like a whole thing. Yeah, no, but I'm always, it's a weird world. I'm always worried about him, but he's such a <laughs> such a fighter about everything, and I I really appreciate him. Like you're doing God's work. Yeah, yeah. But so if you ever have any issues with that, let oh, me know because he feel... finds that just demoralizing. Yeah, yeah. You know, he finds that very problematic. Yeah. So he always wants to fight for it, but he is the one who got. I told him like, oh, this got deleted because I've never really asked because he told me, hey, have you ever any problems? And I was like. I can usually handle everything myself. I don't like to call in favors. And I was like, okay, like, I want to get this sorted. I haven't even started posting yet. Like, what starts happening when I start posting clips from the podcast where we're not even talking about anything bad, but it's about sex. And I was like, we need to get this. And it, so he got it. They, it was crazy because Instagram said, oh, yeah, we've reviewed it. Because obviously I didn't break any of the rules. Yeah. And he was like, this is like a legit podcast. It's like an educational thing, whatever. And they were like, oh, yeah, I sent him an email saying everything's good. You know, we put it back up. Mm -hmm. Okay, I repost it. I haven't posted anything on there. Yeah. Didn't update one thing on the whole page. Yeah. Haven't touched it. I just reshare it. Delete it again. And I was like, it's crazy because so I had to do this for about two weeks before they put me on a whitelist, which means that oh, they— I need a that well that's and at first it was like one of those things where like usually you wait that takes a while but because i hadn't even posted and it got deleted three separate times in like a couple days so they put me on a whitelist which means that now a actual human being has to review it every time mm -hmm. which instead of just ai like deciding like okay like it says these words says sex so technically virgin yeah <laughs> yeah 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 and it's like and I, I, while i do appreciate you know the need to like protect uh, you know people at the same time it's mm -hmm. just like it's like damn like this is just me talking to my friends about like you know we're not over periods here. and yeah. shit you know <laughs> exactly. half of these podcasts have not been hot yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, like, look what we're wearing yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean me and my friend had a whole podcast about shitting our pants <laughs> so. yeah I don't think men are gonna be turned on <laughs> right but they're like and it's like any who cares if they are yeah they might true. be there might be a man there could be a man who's turned on by yes. anything i mean men that are turned on is the world's business model yes that's literally how society works we all sex yes <laughs> and it's all based on men's yeah. like what they you know and uh, yeah i don't know i yeah, have yeah. a huge problem with that we need to Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> we also wanted to ask you about, sorry, I got a little sidetracked. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you about the emotional and energy side of sex. Mm -hmm. And you said it took you a long time to different, differentiate your need for intimacy versus sex mm -hmm. and how that kind of affected you. And I thought that was so fascinating. And I wanted to talk about that more. So, yeah. oh man, yeah. <laughs> this also like bleeds into the attachment styles, but I feel like I think it started with the whole like earning love from my dad subconscious thing as a kid. Like I, I felt like love was only given if I earned it, like if I was straight A's or winning stuff. And I think for me, you know, I was always trying to earn the love of people that awesome people, just not for me. And I think I would like force it because of those attachment issues. 
and I would like cling on to things. And, you know, I would in my 20s, I had so much. I mean, earmuffs, mom and dad, but I had so much (laughs) sex in my 20s because I thought that equated to closeness with people. And then I would like end up feeling really shitty after or like not all the time, but and sometimes it was like a long stint of this behavior with one person where it's like there's so much more to intimacy, like deep conversations and belly laughs and experiencing new things and travel and, you know, staying up all night and just like forming these memories. That's like intimacy for me now. Like for me on the list of needs in a relationship, sex is at the bottom, which is crazy because it used to be. Because you equated that. And I also thought it it would earn me the love back from the person. Now I. Because that's what we're taught as women. Yeah. That's what men want. Yeah. And also like, yeah, my pleasure. I was. I was there for his pleasure type mm. stuff. You wanted just, the love in return. Yeah. But you're giving the sex. Yeah, yeah. As like, okay. As like the sense. tool. And for me, when all of those other aspects of intimacy are present, the sex is so much better. Right. Instead of just throwing the sex at them, you know? I think I'm like almost 34 and I feel like I'm just now coming to consciousness about my worth and what I want and that my needs are worthy and I think that's like the first step to like healing your attachment style and becoming secure is like it's not not necessarily personal all the things you're experiencing with the other person it's more like you just kind of have to align with what you need at the time so right I don't know where was I going with <laughs> I know um, you're, this is all good stuff yeah I yeah so basically I think literally up until last week I was Girl, this is recent like I think. <laughs> Honestly, the last like 48 hours, I had this like (laughs) awakening of like, because I've been in this thing for like the last seven months with one of my best friends. Situationship. That's what I call it. But he knows how much I hate that word. So he's like, this isn't a situationship because we were friends for a long time before this started. And I think I it's been very he's a very avoidant and I'm very anxious. And you put those together. It's like, well, so I think I just came to, not not that I like am ending it or want it to end, but I came to this realization 48 hours ago that, you know, whatever was happening the last seven months wasn't really working. And I'm just going to kind of let it go, whatever that was, let it go and kind of let it be whatever it's going to be. And realizing that what I'm asking of him is not crazy, not that much. And, you know, if he wants to come together and, you know, be that partner for me, great. If not, you know, all love. Yeah, yeah. Usually right. it's like fuck that guy. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right. Like, you want to reject them. Yeah, you're yeah. angry. You have to be mad to get over it. Right, but right, right. I don't think I need to anymore. Right. It's more just like these two humans that we're just doing our best. You that, know, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of always been my. Oh, I'm vibe. jealous of you. I, well, well, no, I mean, I but unfortunately, it doesn't really work out that way for yeah. me because everyone else is like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I'll be like, "Okay, so clearly this isn't working." Do you want to keep being besties? Yeah. <laughs> but like not date. And they're just like, are you fucking out of your fucking mind? Like everyone, they're like, guys will be like, you're literally insane. Like you're fucking crazy yeah. that I'm just going to like be cool with you. And I'm like, well, I mean, we're obviously not meant to be like, yeah. but I still love you. Like it doesn't mean, I don't know. So people get that thought in their head that I'm like this cold, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I care so deeply. I remember even my ex-boyfriend told me, he said, when we first started hanging out, he thought I wasn't emotional enough, like kind of like that, mm-hmm. like very like touchy feely. Cause I'm like, when I'm just your friend, I'm very like, bro, what's up? Yeah, yeah bro, yeah. what's up? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, wow, you're like super affectionate. And I'm like, 
Well, yeah. Like, I mean, I just kind of keep that, you know, I kind of get that. Yeah. I, I always want to just like be friends, but I know that a lot of people like can't do that. But usually people come around. But I, I think also when they say you don't care, I was thinking about this the other day with my situation is I feel like my guy is the you in this situation yeah. where I'm almost like, if you if you don't want to show up for me as like a boyfriend or a partner, if you really cared about me deeply, like you say you do, you you would end it. Right. You know, so like you doing that for them is a form of care right. for that's, them. That's I always thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's I, hard. <laughs> I honestly like even though I realize that now, if you right. came to me, and he's like, I want to end it. I'd be like, fuck you. But like I would get over it really quickly. But I think it's like an ego thing and just, yeah, anger from as an artist, anger does some stuff to uh, me. It's yeah. almost almost feels good. Right. Oh, yeah. It's, so, uh, yeah, I know. It's it's your own form of like self-pleasure yeah yeah yeah. Okay. And, I'm a, and i'm a double scorpio so oh anger does no wonder feel really i like good. you yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's a fun one to, to live i mean everyone's like ooh scorpios and i'm like oh i love scorpios <laughs> once scorpios understand their power whether it's just friends or yeah. a sexual thing i've yeah. always really i've really hit it off with yeah. them i feel like i just love the intensity i so love intense. the passion yeah so what would be your advice, I guess? Like, as you're saying, you've learned apparently in the last 48 hours. Well, it's, it's, it's been, it's been yes. years of learning, but, but this, I finally woke up, you know? It's amazing that I've getting you right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy, crazy. I've had this, like, realization. So for people with avoidant or anxious mm -hmm. about, like, because, like I said, you know, I'm kind of this person who's like, I'm secure, and I just, like, expect everyone else to be secure. Yeah. And I don't always understand when people aren't. But mm -hmm. you have this like different perspective of you've been this type of, you know, personality and yet you've dated people with other ones. Mm -hmm. And so what would be like your takeaway, I guess, of like what if you're dealing with one mm -hmm. of these things, like how can you mm -hmm. build these relationships and make them more healthy? I guess I'll just go off of like my experience. But this is such a cliche thing to tell people who are anxious. But the key to, to it all is just focusing on yourself and loving yourself and there's this comfort knowing how many people are living this parallel issue to you. Like how many couples or even just friends, like these attachment styles are so common, mm -hmm. which kind of feels good knowing that. Because when I learned that, I was like, oh, this isn't personal. Like that person's treatment of me is just, you know, wounds of his childhood or wounds of his relationships. And it's truly isn't personal. Because once you learn about these attachment styles, you realize there's a science behind this behavior and then once you realize that, it's just all about understanding. So I say to the guy that I'm seeing now, like, I just, and everyone says this, I just want to be understood. Like, he does not have emotion, the emotions like I do. He does not have anxious tendencies. And it's really hard to empathize with someone or really see their perspective unless you experience those things. But it takes a lot of work to just try to understand them and then act accordingly from there. And me trying to understand him and so I can, like, take a deep breath. Right. And or just understanding. But it's kind is of amazing to like to have that to come to that realization of like, OK, you're so different from me. We experience these things so differently, mm -hmm. but I really enjoy being around you. Mm -hmm. And now I have to kind of like question my whole worldview in order to empathize with you. I and if goosebumps. they 
<laughs> and if they can yeah. do the same thing, you know, be like, all right, I mean, I have friends who I know mm-hmm. have the anxious, like, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, and we're not talking about sexual relationships, just about friendships. Mm-hmm. And I've had to learn because I'm definitely more of that cold. Like, I mean, I'm, I guess I would say secure, but Mm -hmm. if I leaned any one way more, it'd probably be that avoidant. Like, you know, do your own thing. thing. (laughs) And I've had to learn like, okay, like, I think they're being crazy. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, okay. But I also understand once I like you get to know people more and you understand about how they were brought up, Mm -hmm. how they experience love, how they experience. Then I'd be like, okay, well, I care about this person. So I need to take a step outside of my own personal brain and go inside their brain. What do they need right now? Mm -hmm. And what's going to make? And that's what love is, whether it's friend love or, you know, sexual love, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's like because you're taking yourself out of your own experience and saying, I want to support and love this person as who they are, not as who I want them to be, Mm -hmm. not as who they Maybe if someone got brought up in a bad way, it's not about how they should have been brought up. Mm -hmm. It's about this is who they are and you need to have patience with them and they should also have patience with you. Yeah, I agree. How do you think it's going with him? So last week I felt like my body was like almost going through a breakup on my own. It was just kind of this like realization that what has been happening the last seven months is not what either of us want, you know? Right. I think I've done so much work on figuring out, like, self-soothing and calming myself and focusing on my work and not really putting my worth in relationships, which I've done literally for 34 straight years of my life. And literally the last 48 hours when I realized I don't need to do that. Like, truly, like, I know I didn't want to do that. You need to celebrate this. Yeah, I know. I'm like, (laughs) yeah. No, but truly, like, I actually feel it in my bones and want that for myself. Like, I say I want all these things for years, but, like, I never actually believed it in my bones. But because I've kind of let it go and let it be and just see what happens, like— I think it's going good now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing him after this, so. Ooh, I mean, okay. I see him all the time, yeah. but I, yeah, because he's not ready for like a relationship and I have shit to do. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> if it happens, it happens and we can be two adults that come together. But if it doesn't, we'll still be friends. That's okay. kind that, of, The worst case scenario is we'll be friends. That's, yeah, and that's a pretty good scenario. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- that's kind of how I'm always am. I'm like, you know, sometimes you're not ready for things. Yeah. But. And I wish that more people could just, like, be accepting of that and be like, hey, like, at the end of the day, we still like each other. It doesn't mean we need to be like, I'm never going to see you again because you can't give me what I want in this moment. And just because you weren't matched in a relationship doesn't mean that you can't have deep love and intimacy, as you said, which I wish we had gotten to talk about more. But I'll come back. Yeah, no, I mean, now (laughs) I want to know how this all plays out. I need to know how, like, I need to know how your self-realization, like, what that led to. My my brain is like, I I hope I don't regress because everyone thinks they're healed until they're triggered again. (laughs) So I'm just, like, really hyper aware. But yeah. I mean, but you're thinking about it. And I think that's, like, everything. Like, if you're self-aware, some people are not self-aware at all. They're just they're just going through life. This is what I feel. Fuck yeah. that. And you're going, okay, why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. And like, how can I be better? Why does this person feel this mm-hmm. way? Like that is so evolved. Yeah. Whether or not you still continue, like we're all human. We're all going to continue to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But like. I think we, we all have the same goal. Yes. It's <laughs> just to be happy and to be loved and to love and to 
succeed and no matter how fucked up you become on the way, you know, that's yes. like usually the goal, <laughs> you know, we're all trying to get there. Yeah. And some of us need a little bit more help than yeah. others. Well, thank you so much for coming on here. I'm definitely I want to have you back. I need to know everything about tomorrow. how this <laughs> same time tomorrow. This is Kelly Rock. Tell everyone how they can find you, your brand, support you, you amazing human being. <laughs> Seriously, I like I'm such a fan. Like, I, I think you're awesome. And I think it's so cool what you're doing with your art. And so support her. Thank you. Yeah, I'm on Instagram, Callie Rock, C-A-L-I-R-O-C-K. And then SorryDad.co is my Instagram. And we have a backup page, SorryDadCo, without, <laughs> without the doc, because you never know if I'm going to get taken down. But yeah, that's usually where all my stuff is. Yeah, so go, you know, get your nude painted. Yeah. Or if you're a man, like, get your girl's I, nude painted. I do men, too. Yeah. I've met, I mean, yeah, you can be a yeah. guy and get I your nude painted. I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We love yeah, men. Yeah, we love them all. I've done every every side of the spectrum. We're straight. We're allowed to hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah true. <laughs> this is a curse. <laughs> but yeah, I know. I feel like, though, that would be such a hot present, though, for, like, I get you a know, lot your girl. Yeah, I yeah. know. Like, for your girl. Like, oh, mm-hmm. babe, I thought you were so hot. I got you yeah. painted. Like, some dude, w- last thing, some dude with a with a girlfriend commissioned me because they wanted one of me. Oh, and I the did girl it. wanted one of they you. They both wanted one of me. Oh, that's hot. I know. Oh, and I did it. It's funny because the image that I did of me was one that the guy that I'm seeing took of me. Uh, oh, so it was like a whole, it was almost like a little force. Yeah, it was like a double date. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I love that. Thank you so much. It was so lovely talking to you. And I will see you soon. Tomorrow. (laughs) Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed and even learned a few things. You can catch a new episode of X Version every Friday. In the meantime, follow us for more at Woo More Play. And don't forget to leave a rating and review. We're choosing random reviewers to send free Woo More Play gifts to all the time. Until next time.